0: And I love that strategy because I personally use that myself, and it's been yeah. very successful. And I do the, I do use that currently even for my for my uh, uh, clients that are in, mm-hmm. in buying investment properties because once you have it on the contract, it just really makes it emotionally attached to the seller because they're in their mind they're 50% already sold, yeah, right. So for them to walk away from your deal, let's just say for ten thousand dollars, it's not really a big deal because they don't want to go through the whole showing process again, the whole inspection again, and it, it's just too much work, right? It's just yeah. one of those things, you just, they just want to get rid of it, they're like, okay, I'm getting the number or somewhat close to what I was expecting, and they're basically done. I think 90% of the time, I would say it's, it's again, as long as you're reasonable, you're not going to go and yeah. uh, expect them to drop down, you know, $200,000, like, it's not going to happen, as long as you're reasonable, and you have, like you said, some proof and um, some emanation, like valid points, then it, could, it really works to your benefit and you can get yeah. great deals. Welcome to the Golden Nuggets of Real Estate Investing, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through real estate. We'll be discussing the most important lessons or better known as the Golden Nuggets of Real Estate Investing, entrepreneurship, and personal finance with new and experienced investors to help you get into real estate investing or scale up your portfolio. So make sure to tune in. What's going on, everyone? It's Ross Nadai. I'm a real estate agent, an investor, and host of the Real Estate Golden Nuggets podcast. I have an amazing episode full of golden nuggets for you. If you like this podcast and have gotten any value out of it, please share this far and wide to reach as many people as possible. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube... Leave me a comment, like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so that you can stay up to date on the most recent episodes. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Golden Nuggets. Today, I have my special guest, Alvin Wong, a real estate investor who is invested heavily in the Windsor and now uh, Separate Market. Uh, he's also a local hero. So I would say he's uh, <laughs> one of our frontline nurses. And, uh, you know, besides serving us on a daily basis and our community. He's also doing some great things on the investment world. So without further ado, Alvin, tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, for the folks that don't know you, like what are your portfolio currently looks like?
1: Yeah, thanks, Ross, for uh, uh, inviting me as your guest. Um, It's a big fan of your uh, podcast. So it's a a big honor to come in. So thank you very much. So again, my name is Alvin. Uh, My background is a registered nurse. And, uh, yeah, I'll start off my story. You know, I started off, um, working in a busy uh, trauma and medicine unit, and as a registered nurse, and I've always wanted to get up, move up my nursing ladder, um, get to a little bit more, uh, critical care. And, uh, and I finally got a shot in the emergency department and I worked there for one year and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was great being there and then, it, but it's not for everybody. And uh, eventually I, I, I moved out from the emergency department and I didn't know where else to go afterwards um, until I finally found a new job in Toronto. And while I was like uh, going through my belongings and moving and I found uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, the book, uh, if anyone hasn't read that, I really recommend it. It really changed my life. And I know for a lot of investors and uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad really made me realize how I forgot about my financial goals and uh, made me look into and take into consideration of uh, what's a liability and assets. And um, I started to go on a quest to look for an uh, investment vehicle that will help me. And this is that's when I started to realize real estate was uh, something that made sense to me the most and I wanted to pursue in it. And I was going through like uh, YouTube and videos and uh, educational material like books. Um, and I realized that uh, I really needed to find somebody to help me with my journey to someone that can show me the ropes and i found uh, i shout out to uh i always shout out to my boy austin you know he was the first contact i made and um he directed me to my today's coach uh, Corey mckinnon and since then i've been with him uh while working in nursing i currently work in the um as a surgery nurse and uh, not in the operating but in the like the bariatric side and um since then you know i've been scaling in both my real estate and learning from corey and also practicing as a nurse and uh now i have uh, two properties one in windsor and uh one in Sudbury
0: that's awesome that's awesome so when, when did your real estate journey begin exactly alvin uh you've been investing for a year now would you say or roughly
1: yeah, it's uh, yeah, as of October is my one year anniversary. So there I started co- started coaching with uh, Corey on July, and I found my very first property on the first of October. So it just passed not long ago. So, yeah, right. my very first property was in Windsor, and uh, on I believe yeah January. That's when I um got my second property that was in uh, in uh, Sudbury. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so let, let's talk a little bit about that because you you uh, currently live in Toronto, correct? Right? So,
2: correct.
0: Yeah. How did you make the uh, leap? The leap of faith to kind of go so far out, like now? First was Windsor, yeah. and then it was Sudbury, right? First, especially for folks that are generally new to investing, right? That's a very hard thing to do. So, walk us through how you were able to overcome that, and then go get your feet out and actually, you know, take some action.
1: Yeah. So. Um, all thanks to my coach, Corey, you know, like, uh, I really find like, uh, coaching really helped me. Like when I first started, like I didn't know anything about real estate, you know, like I came from a background in healthcare, like I was mentioning and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't learn about numbers or like finances too much, you know? So I knew my weakness, sorry. So I thought, you know, uh, if I'm going to be successful, cause real estate is a very big investment. If I'm going to be successful, I got to find someone who does a lot of what I want to do. And. The end goal to be like uh, this individual as well too, and right. uh, that's when like uh, I turned to Corey and Corey really gave me so many motivation and also like gave, like changed my mindset because I came in with a really bad mindset, and uh, I came up with a really strong mindset. And uh, my very first investment with Windsor was like my breakthrough like where I figure out uh, and also learned the Burr method. And I thought, you know, if uh, why don't I expand my market a bit more so that I can see more properties and touch more uh, real estate and uh, be exposed to more, um, more opportunities, you know. So uh, at that time, you know, I was doing research and I'm hearing Sudbury was uh, pretty up and coming. And uh, I just took the leap of faith, like, you know, just, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, everything's all numbers, Uh, trust numbers, not the emotions. And I've been doing all my calculation through this uh, nice spreadsheet, and uh, and I just thought everything just made sense from all those uh, properties that uh, during the during January when I was uh, looking around, and um, you know I just found this property in uh, in uh, Sudbury, and uh, and I just decided to pull the trigger because it was just the right thing, you know. I don't like I said, not the emotions, all about the numbers, you know. If it makes right. sense, go for it, you know. And you know th- along the journey. You know, uh, I think this is one thing I really appreciate about uh, my very first uh, income property is that, you know, the mistakes that I'm you're going to make mistakes, you know, but the mistakes are lessons and that just builds more confidence in you. And so not only am I using my coach, my network supporting me extremely, extremely well and also my experience. That's when I decided, you know what, let's do it. Like pull the trigger and then we'll hope for best. And, you know, what, it's the best thing I've ever done because if I didn't uh, pull that trigger on that uh, semi-detached property in Sudbury, I would right. have a lot more skills and more confidence, you know, so,
2: yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And then what, what were come with some of the market fundamentals that, that uh, drawn you to Sudbury, right? Besides price point, I know that was a big yeah. trigger for many folks. Yeah. What was it that you felt so confident about, you know, that market?
1: Definitely cash flow and also the properties that you purchase at that time on January when I was looking like you can find a lot of good properties in really nice uh, B plus to A plus property like mm-hmm. my, like I said, my Windsor property is always the first property It's like, like the <laughs> biggest game changing and also learning opportunity, you know, I invested in a C plus neighborhood and in, uh, in uh, Windsor right and when you were a- when you're able to uh, identify a neighbor that like a neighborhood that's like a plus or b plus like and you see the numbers make sense i'm like hell I'm, I'm gonna pull the trigger like uh i really want to be in a nice neighborhood you know <laughs> so for
2: sure for sure yeah so,
1: you know you, you you get what you pay you get what you pay for right you know so right. i mean if you if you invest in a really nice neighborhood it's cash flowing well appreciation is creeping up um, why not? Right. So it's all about the numbers. It's always trusting the numbers, not the emotions. And, you know, the thing about real estate is that a lot of people, uh, I, I know a lot of real estate investors understand it, but when you get to that moment, emotions just rapidly just came into you and you're, and you're just everywhere. And that's what, and that's exactly what, where coaching came from for me. Like, uh, the mindset, you know, like control your emotions, look at the numbers and if it makes sense do it you know the action take action
0: yeah for sure for sure so in in terms of the uh, the market itself i just want to dig a little bit deeper in terms of the market fundamentals of sudbury right so Mm -hmm. what are some i guess major employers in that in their markets some major industries right and what sort of tenant profile could you expect there right like is it going to be a color positions a lot of b color like if you can give us a little bit of information about that market
1: it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty diverse, you know. Um, we have the uh, CRA headquartered there. Uh, we have. Uh, it is um, uh, known as a mining town as well, the mining city. <laughs> and uh, there, there's a huge, uh, nice education. Laurentian University. Um, I'm in the healthcare industry, so I'm always uh, looking into like uh, departments of healthcare. So there's the Northern uh, uh, Doctorials. Um, there's. Uh, I know there's an the architectural. Uh, department there so it's it's nicely good balance between healthcare, care um, education uh, tourism is pretty good too if you go to the main website of Sudbury like the uh, they attract localism right. and especially with like uh, during COVID like I mean, the only thing you can do uh, is outdoor at that time right um, during the yeah. big wave and so a lot of people would go to Sudbury and just like uh, you know explore the, the nature you know so that's a like, really huge thing going on with uh, Sudbury too, yeah. So overall, is I think it was a, it's I believe it's a really nice diversity, um, but obviously southern Ontario we both know it's a more diverse, right? So, uh, right. But as long as the as long as the the market's going well, which it is, like uh, I mean,
0: why not, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, funny enough, I I made a trip over the summer uh, actually to yeah. Sudbury. And to my surprise, I was shocked because I was expecting a little town, right? That's yeah. yeah. Really huge, right? I mean, like yeah. you said, there's universities, there's um, lots of businesses. I saw a ton of literally like every um, you know retail store you can think of it is there, right? Yeah. I was like, wow, like up north, like I wasn't expecting that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's like a, it, it reminded me of Midi Hamilton. I think that's yeah, yeah. the best way I can compare it. It's like yeah. Hamilton, it's another Hamilton, but up north. So, yeah the fundamentals are absolutely there, and I really like that the, a lot of the um what I saw in terms of the, f- the fundamentals, so is that kind of like where you your uh, main focus areas as of right now or are you uh planning on uh, you know growing the portfolio in that region right now
1: yeah yeah i' i'm I'm uh, definitely for sure planning on continue riding uh, Sudbury. Uh, but the good thing is, uh, I like to keep my options open. So mm-hmm. Windsor is always going to always have a soft spot for Windsor, you know. So yeah, I'm always going back and forth between Windsor and Sudbury, always uh, looking for options and looking for any any anything that comes on my desk, you know. Like uh, if there's right. a property, I, I, it makes sense. I'm going to pull the trigger regardless of which city it is, you know. So
0: right, one of the things that a lot of investors uh, struggle with is is power team, right? So how did you manage to build your team now in Sudbury? I yeah. know. You, you yeah. built that in Windsor and yeah. then you went to Sudbury. So how, how did you go about doing that?
1: Yeah, definitely for sure. Like uh, it was um, uh, when I first decided to go to uh, Sudbury, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, you know, dreading, like I have to build another team, you know, but you know, it's so fun. Like I really love building relationships with people. And I think that's like my superpower. Like I really like meeting <laughs> people. So I'm like, what the hell, you know, I was just going to build like a new team up there. And... Uh, what the what, hell kind of not gonna like not gonna hurt or anything like that? So right. I basically grab uh, at least five, six, or seven uh, general contractor and uh, just, um, you know, just have a good conversation with them, see if they fit uh, like if we both fit together. And right. uh, if it then let's work together and then do the same thing with all the rest of the uh, team members that's in Sudbury. So I went through like uh, starting from this, starting from like uh, cleaning service, general contracting. Um spoke to like local investors, spoke to local uh um suppliers and you know, just like uh grab five, uh five to six people and just uh you know, just have a build just a relationship with them, have coffee together and just like uh see if you guys are both fit and then there we go. And then that's how how it started. And then after that, just
0: start finding properties and
1: pull the trigger, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. And that, that's, that's an important thing. So did you go about this by like searching online on Kijiji for instance, or how did you get these, these five or six contacts that you to? Yeah,
1: yeah. So a lot of them are from Kijiji. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, uh, they're definitely like, uh, definitely, uh, a more very motivated individual. They want to prove themselves. Right. A lot of them just wants to like, uh, break through, uh, like, uh, some of them got, especially with COVID, they got laid off. So they're, they're mm-hmm. really, they really want to find, um, uh, not just prove themselves, but they also find something to do as well, too.
2: Right, so, right, right,
1: right. It was a perfect timing, you know, like uh, just uh, having a nice discussion and it, take a look. Like, I really like to know their personal side of their story, you know. That's just get personal. I, I share my side of my story as well, too, you know. And I think that's one of the big things about long-distance investing as an investor, you know. You, you really require uh, trust, uh, people that are going to back you up, you know, people that will, like, have your best interest, you know. If they're willing to share some of their vulnerable side and they're willing to like uh, um, do like help you out in any way, you know that's you know that's that's going to be your guy or that's going to be that person you're gonna you're gonna be relying on because uh, this is what you that's the only way that's how you're gonna be successful. You're gonna be a long distance investor.
0: Yeah, so. no, for sure, for sure, especially with the distance as you said you, you because you're not around. You can't go check and no. see what the progress is if they're <laughs> you know they said they're gonna do something and they're gonna actually deliver, right? So. Yeah. Common yeah. ways that I, I know a lot of us investors do with, uh, you know, long distances, basically, we ask for updates, we ask for pictures for videos, just so we know that, you know, whatever is, yeah, happening yeah. The is actually happening, right? Yeah. And there's no delays and whatnot. But it, it is definitely, I would say for a lot of us, it's, it is a mindset end of the day, just like you said, yeah. because what's the difference between this property and that property? At the end of the day, it still needs A, B, and C, new yeah. kitchen, new washroom, new floors, right? it's it's a mindset barrier where we think oh we need to be close to the property i think it's it is important i would say to initially go maybe see the area like yeah. kind of you made a trip there like i made a trip there to just see it for myself yeah because that builds the confidence even in yourself to say you know what i see the fundamentals right you can read about it but it's something different but about actually being physically present and checking out the area right. uh, i think that's that's what puts a lot of people at ease
2: yeah
1: exactly and you know what once you start being along, that's another thing you know uh, i I tell, like, whenever I go to networking events or people who mm-hmm. approach me, like a, who's a uh, green and novice investor, you know, they're, they're really, right.
2: they, run, they really want to invest
1: in their na- their backyard, like as in like local, but they see the fundamentals are not working out. So they starting mm-hmm. to long distance But I think one of the biggest thing that makes them uh, uh, really afraid and take action, you know, is that they don't know how they can manage people. They don't know who they can trust. Yeah. I mean, you you and I are both uh, long distance investors, and as uh, people, right. uh, we both share the same network. We're all. It's starting to get more and more people are starting to long distance. If, if you and I can do it, like they can do it as well too, you know. And Absolutely. it's all about it's all about building relationship and uh, really trusting your uh, your power team, you know. And uh, it's very simple, you know. It's there's a mutual agreement. You're you're helping them, and they're helping you as well. So um, there's no uh, there's no base like a uh, no out to get each other you know so we're all trying to that's exactly what you're looking for what i'm looking for is someone that's willing to not just i'm looking after them as well and they and i also hope they look after me as well too you know and i tell them from the beginning you know i'm on to big stuff you know i'm not stopping with one property i'm 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 creating more and more uh, nice properties and i want you to be part of my journey you know, um, I think that's very personable. And, uh, I think when they start realizing I'm not bullshitting, I am very serious. You know, they're like, okay, you know what? I want to be part of this guy's uh, crazy journey, you know, let's, let's do it. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how it is. Sure. And, very, and I've been very grateful, you know, both Windsor and Sudbury, like my team has been like, uh, really helping me. And I'm very really grateful for all their help as well too, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what, what would you say some of your challenges been so far in your journey?
1: yeah so uh you know just uh it's definitely like the coordination piece you know um there's real estate is so unpredictable you know and you know you're always gonna get some curveballs you know and sometimes you know the coordination might not go exactly everything but always remember everything always works out you know it just somehow is you just need to hustle you need to grind it and stay the yeah. core stay focused you know and when you do that like everything always works out yeah you know?
0: for sure and i would say expectations i think that's the biggest thing and yeah. being realistic about about being timelines and yeah. patience is another thing because mm. given what happened especially with covid with you know lack of supplies and lack of inventory everything got delayed and yeah. there are folks that are very very impatient because mm. they think you know i need to do a burr within 3 months and yeah. that's not always realistic and you should yeah. you should be okay with that because real estate is a long term game right exactly. so yeah. Um, but with all that said, you also may want to make sure that you've calculated for those things, right? You're, yeah. you're carrying costs or something you've, you were aware of if if it, it didn't catch by surprise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have investors and other folks that are, you're borrowing funds from, they're also aware. So relationship is very, very key, but open communication is probably the biggest thing I would say in, yeah. in any, any sort of investor's life.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. And like uh, back to what I was saying, you know, like sometimes you're going to have uh, small mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, like there's so much more worse uh, mistakes out there, you know, just stick to the course. Really yeah. like, focus. I think focus is the main thing, you know, like uh, everything always works out. That's how I always uh, see it, you know, and uh, having that mindset, you know, with going back to that, you know, uh, there was, uh, I don't know who said it, but someone said it once uh, 80%
0: mindset. And uh, the rest is all real estate, you
1: know.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: awesome, awesome. So, what what are your plans now? What what does what does Alvin see himself in the next year or two? I I wouldn't say five years because that's way too long. We don't know what's yeah. gonna happen. I yeah. say realistically, five five to five to twelve months is more realistic. Where where do you see yourself and from now?
1: So I'm on a hunt for my third property. So uh, I want to get my third property in either Sudbury or Windsor, whichever pops up. You know. Um, definitely, for sure. Uh, uh, that one-year time frame sounds pretty reasonable to get. Um, yeah, I would say two more. Yeah, hopefully two more properties. Yeah, so I'm yeah. looking to uh, get more of that. Yeah, and then build more relationships. Um, take a look at. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm willing to even look outside of uh, of uh, the two niches as well, too. Sudbury and uh, Windsor. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always looking for uh, deals. You know, I'm always looking for opportunities. I've got the fundamentals all set up, lined up. I know what mistakes that I've done in the past and learn from it to be more successful. So I'm not surprised if uh, I break out from both Windsor and Sudbury for another city uh, in in the province of Ontario or even heck, outside of Ontario. You know, so
0: yeah, I love that. It's one of those things. Once you break that fear, that barrier, because I had the similar situation, right? Yeah. investing from. Basically, living in Toronto, investing in Fort Erie—that was a stretch for me. And then I went to Sarnia, which was even more a stretch for me. And then I realized, <laughs> yeah. you know what? It's not as hard as you think, right? Yeah. It's one of those things that uh, you will figure out. Mm-hmm. And um, now I, I feel confident that I have relationships built and I have power teams there. So if I want to continue, just like yourself, I have people ready to go, yeah. lined up, right? And then I yeah. continue, uh building a portfolio. So it it, it is very important. It, it is very important, and it's and it's kind of nice because, uh. As you grow in this business, I would say you grow as a first person, and you need yeah. ch- new challenges, right? So right. I am I'm itching to get into the commercial side now because I I have done the residential multis like yeah. you know the triplexes, duplexes. Uh, looking at me now, you know, I'm hopefully ten or twelve units, something like that. I'm looking into yeah. because it's different it, as 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 as, as intimating as it may be because the numbers are like huge now, right? Like you talked yeah. about ten x. What you yeah. would pay normally, but at the same time, it's, it's a different challenge. It's a different ball game, and growth is very, very important because otherwise, it's going to be a job. You get, you get tired of it, you get bored out of it, and there's so much to learn and so many great folks to to uh, connect with in the community. That we don't even know, about. we've just barely scratched the surface.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's you're totally right. You know, um, just like myself, uh, that that challenge piece, you know, you, you you'll get that for sure in real estate. And I yeah. think that's what's amazing about. Uh, there's so many strategies. There's so many opportunities in real estate. Like you, you, you look back in like one year or two years when you started, mm-hmm. like and be like, wow, I can't believe it. You know, like this, this guy <laughs> came from somewhere nothing to now at least with like uh, or at least even one property, like I like pat on the bat back. You know, so yeah. I recently refinanced, uh, so I can definitely uh, share my Windsor property.
2: Perfect.
1: Uh, so my, when I first got it was on October 1st, like I was mentioned, I uh, negotiated down to, uh, two, uh, 249,000. So 249
0: K what was it listed as
1: it was listed at 269.
0: Okay. Okay. So what you got about $20,000. So did you lock it in at 269 and then renegotiate it down or you, that was your offer at 249 to begin with.
1: So I brought it down to, uh, 259, I think. Yeah. Around there. Okay. And then after doing, that's another thing I would uh, highly encourage uh, your audience is that you know, once you lock it up, do a uh, nice and ins- uh, have some good inspection because that's going to give you some more ammo. Because once you find a lot of stuff, you can, it gives you more ammo to uh, negotiate down even more further. It's Absolutely. not, it's not the end until you, uh, you finalize both sides of the party agrees. Right. So keep right. on, yeah, keep your chin up, you know, like there's way, there's definitely a way of more negotiation. And the only way you can do it is find more problems with this property, you know, mm-hmm.
2: so Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So that's exactly what I did. Like I, I negotiated $10,000 less. And then after that, you know, I, I came back on the table again and said, Hey man, there's so many issues with this property, you know? So you gotta, like, uh, we got to I'm going to walk away if, uh, if we don't do a little cut, obviously be friendly, you know, be reasonable. And this, that's the right. only way to be reasonable by showing them the report, the inspection report, just they're not something that you're just blow, like coming out from your, um, just randomly coming numbers out from you, you know, it's just have some,
0: mm-hmm. uh, have some evidence, you
1: know, Correct. And yeah, so yeah.
0: Have, have some backup to give you some ammunition
2: and exactly. more Talking points in negotiation. Absolutely. Exactly.
1: And so the owner totally agrees, and they decide to like uh, finalize. Let's just do two forty nine, and let's call cut like cut, like get over with.
0: Yeah. And I love that strategy because I've personally used that myself, and it's been yeah. very successful. And I do that, I do use that currently even for my for my uh, uh, clients that mm-hmm. are I'm, I'm buying uh, investment properties because once you have it on the contract, it just really makes it a emotionally attached to the seller because they're in their mind, they're 50% already sold. Yeah. Right. So for them to walk away from your deal, let's just say for $10,000, it's not really a big deal because they don't want to go through the whole showing process again, the whole inspection again. And it's just too much work, right? It's just one of those things. They just want to get rid of it. They're like, okay, I'm getting the number or somewhat close to what I was expecting. And they're basically done. I think 90% of the time, I would say it's, it's again, as long as you're reasonable, you're not going to go and uh, expect them to drop down, you know, $200,000. Like it's not going to happen as long as you're reasonable. And you have, like you said, some proof and some emanation, like valid points, then Mm -hmm. it it, it really works to your benefit. And you can get great deals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I like to build upon yours as well too. Like, uh coming from a, a seller that i was negotiating with like he even told me after we closed the deal like uh we touched base you know because we had a good report and he right. was saying that you know honestly i cannot go through another like uh delay of the selling of the property i just want to get it over move on with my life and the right. fact that when i try to sell to somebody and that person dips or like uh, close the deal it just frustrates me and i gotta keep this property long which i don't want you know right. I have, I have a life of my own. I want to do something more. And now I'm it's always dragging me like one, even if it's one month, drag, It's still a lot. And so you, they're they're, they're very appreciative that you're trying to work with them. The fact that yep. you're willing to you know like the down payment is very important because it shows your initiative you know mm-hmm. i put i usually put a lot of down payment. i usually put five thousand just because to show <laughs> i'm serious you know mm-hmm. and uh obviously the more serious you say the more the more things you 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 throw at them like that's good that that shows intention the, the more they want to work with you you know and it just makes the negotiation even smoother you know
0: absolutely absolutely and then especially i wanted to add especially in the environment that we are and then there's so many bidding wars especially yeah. in gta oh boy, oh boy. one of the things of course in the gta is like you got to go firm there's no conditions but secondly uh another way that you can leverage or again kind of stand out from the rest of the offers is like you mentioned was your deposit right so if you're buying something that's uh let's just say um eight hundred thousand dollars i would put minimum twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand whatever you have i mean what's the
2: difference right i mean
0: if you walk away from that deal you're getting that money back so all you're showing to that uh, seller is that i'm serious i have money to ready to go, especially if you're saying you're, you're going to firm up on a deal, like with no condition, yeah. what other best way to show that than to extend or put your deposit up? Because you're going to pay that anyway. You're going to put 20 down or 15 down anyway. Why not? Right. Yeah. I always yeah. say to my clients and it works, it works really well because again, it just, it's just like, okay, listen, like I have two offers on the table. One is for 850. One is for 870 or let's just say uh, 860, 850 posted together. Even if I'm at 10 down, but I have a $50,000 deposit in front of you versus somebody put 10 emotions kick in and then I want to go with this guy because he, he yeah. has the money, right? Like it does yeah. work. It does work. Yeah, Totally.
1: Absolutely. Like, like I said, you know, uh, real estate is emotional as well too, but you want to be the guy who's sure. emotional. That's the difference.
0: Right. 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 That's what stands
1: out. Be- that's the difference between us and the general public is we don't, we don't, we trust the numbers. And yeah, yeah. I say this yeah. uh, too many times today. So.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And you got to have a good realtor. That's my other point. You got to have somebody yeah. who understands the game, right? And who understands how these things work and they can go yeah. fight for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> seen this too many times, though. I'm, I'm serious. It's been like, this, we had an offer on the table and instead of calling the agents to say, hey, let me give you a last chance to, you know, uh, better your offer, they just accept whatever's given. They yeah. could have made another ten thousand dollars by just giving me a quick call or giving the other agent a call. And I say that too often because they just want to get over with. And again, in my opinion, you're not taking the best interest you your your representative, your seller, because they yeah. could have made more money, right? So, that's just my two cents.
2: Yeah.
1: No, and also, you know what? Like, um, I mean, I got both my properties through MOS, you know. So it just proves that there are deals out there. You know, I know a lot Absolutely. of people. say... I know a lot of people are freaking out saying that there's no deals in MLS. I'm I'm like you and I are li- like an example that we are finding deals on MLS. Correct. Everything so, I bought is on
0: MLS. Same thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh about the realtor, like both my realtor and Sudbury and Windsor, they're like hard mm-hmm. are, like they're badass a uh, great negotiator. And I'm learning from them as well, too. So that That's I, right. I can do it myself as well too, you know. So yeah. So I mean, yeah, like um, if you're starting, get a realtor. You know, uh, like build relationship with uh, that person, and you never know, you'll learn more, and it'll help you for your journey as well too. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get back to the numbers. I know yeah, we yeah. Can't <laughs> away from it, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you purchased it at uh, two two fifty, around there, right? Yeah, yeah, around, yeah. Good, good round.
1: Okay. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah. So renovation was uh, seventy thousand. Okay. And uh, closing cost was uh, rounded off uh, four thousand nine hundred. Okay.
0: And that includes land
2: transfer tax too, as well.
1: That includes, um, down pay. Yep, that includes the land transfer tax. Yep. Okay. Uh, that includes a down payment. Yeah. So okay. all that. Yeah. So,
0: so you, you invested around 74 then in total with the down payment with rentals included and closing costs.
1: 75. Yeah. 75. Yeah. Okay. All together. Okay. Yeah, 75.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And, um, and, and what kind of rents are you uh, getting from these units and sorry, repeat again, how many bedrooms are there? The, the two units, What were the the numbers again?
1: Yeah, one one bedroom upstairs, and then Uh the main unit was four bed four bedrooms. Yeah, so perfect. um, Yeah, so basically the top uh, top unit was is one it's a thousand. That's a paying, and then the bottom unit
0: is fifteen hundred. Wow. Okay, that's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. So one bedroom is a thousand. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: One that, thousand. That's, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and then is all
2: inclusive or
0: or plus utilities?
1: Uh, plus utilities. So the only thing I'm paying for is uh, uh, water, water utility.
0: Right. Right. And do you have separate, uh, you know, gas meter and hydrometer? Is that what it is in this property or? So so here's
1: the interesting. Okay. So the top unit is uh, baseboard, so that's electrical heat. For right. your, your, for the novice investors. Okay. And uh for the bottom, it's uh it has a you know there's just a uh, separate uh, gas meter just servicing only that unit. It doesn't service the top unit. So, you. Can, so the that's why the the bottom unit can uh take on the gas uh bill. So they're paying for gas and hydro upstairs just paying right. for hydro and I pay for the water, yeah.
0: Okay, perfect. Okay, so yeah, let's so you said purchase price was two fifty. Yeah. Rents were a thousand dollars upstairs
1: and bottom is 1500
0: 15 okay perfect
1: and uh, mm-hmm. yeah closing cost was uh
0: 5000
1: mhm and uh do you want to go buy? Uh, is it the next thing is uh refinance right
0: yeah so you said it was about $75000 how much you, you you spent with closing costs and everything yeah. um, included mm-hmm. perfect so all right and uh, Let's talk about the property taxes. Well, how much are you t- paying taxes here? They're usually around 12, you know, 10% or so, but I'm not sure if Windsor is the same. Oh, yeah, that property tax was uh, 1800 $1,800? Like yearly, year, yearly,
1: 1800 yearly. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Okay.
0: All right. And then in terms of what you're paying for, how much do you think roughly you pay for for water a year?
1: Uh, so that would be, so all together I, uh, paying approximately uh, yearly make it to, what is it? Uh, so it was 90,
0: 90, $90, yeah. $90 a month.
2: Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: So that's about uh 1080. Okay, perfect. 1080 for the year. Yep. What's the insurance uh, on this property?
1: So this one right here for the insurance. Uh, I have, uh, 20, rounded off 2,100.
0: 2,100. Okay. And then, uh, is this self-managed or do you have a property manager here? Yep. A property manager. Uh, each
1: unit, he charges, uh, $60. So two units. So
0: 120. Okay. So it's not a percentage. It's just set rates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. So, yeah. Okay, so for that by fourteen forty for a year. Okay, perfect. And then uh, your capex, do you, what do you usually calculate at five or eight? Capex. I usually do eight, so I'm not sure if uh, <laughs> you calculate the same way. Capex,
1: I have. Uh, so I only have seventy-five dollars per uh, month.
0: Okay. Okay. So seventy-five dollars per month. About 900, yeah, so yeah, around there, okay, perfect. So, so that's 3%. Yep.
2: Okay, perfect. Yeah.
0: Wow, okay, so so with that, I mean, uh, do you, and I usually just put the, you know, $500 for miscellaneous. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have anything for, for snow removal or, or lawn care? Uh,
1: so for this one right here, uh, the tenants
0: do it. Perfect, so you don't have to worry about that. Okay, awesome. Yeah. 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 So with that said, I mean, like you're looking at a cap rate of about 7%. Yeah. Okay. Based on those numbers. Wow. That's, that's really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So again, you, you basically put down, you know, uh, $75,000 in, and then what did you refinance at?
1: So I, so as of, uh, two, three weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. officially refined the whole entire, uh, property. Right. Um, it was, uh, 423 K,
2: Wow,
0: so and you took uh, that at the, what, what type of interest are you paying are you uh what are you getting at two percent per year two percent two percent thirty year for yeah that's right for okay okay 30, so
1: yeah, thirty years so
0: right.
1: after refinance sorry after refinance uh, uh so what I got appraised for was uh four twenty three after refinance uh it'll be three hundred thirty eight
0: yeah yeah, 338, 400. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. So so given that, so even before you refinance at 250, you had a cap rate of 7.67, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And you were cash flowing about 860 roughly per month.
2: And about then there, yeah.
0: yeah. And then after basically the refinance, which you got appraised at 423, you pulled out about 338. Yeah. You were invested about 75,000, you said. So you you cashed yeah. out pretty big on that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So, so that, I mean, that's a home run. It's a perfect burr. Yeah, I know. I was so happy because you know when I first uh, did my, uh, so it was a two-step process, right?
2: Right.
1: Because you cannot refinance uh, everything until you complete the whole entire renovation of the property. And I, right. as I mentioned to your viewers, you know, um, I was doing half uh, half burr. You know, um, that means half of the property was only I can only pull half the li- uh, liquid liquid asset off the property through refinance at that time. Right.
2: So it was a two step right.
1: process. And then uh, two, three weeks later, uh, three weeks ago, you know, that was my final uh, uh, refinance, the second refinance to complete the whole project. That's how I got all of, all of it. And, uh,
2: yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So you basically walked away with $60,000 surplus on yeah. top of Beautiful. Exactly. And that's
1: yeah. exactly what I tell, tell uh, um, people that approach me, uh, mainly the novice investors, you know, I right. mean, I made, a I made mistakes, you know, you, 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 you will make mistakes. I'm not going to be cushioning it, you know,
2: right? Um, but
1: just, there's always at the end of the light of the tunnel, you know, and that's exactly what happened with me, you know, the, all those mistakes, all that loss of, uh, you can even factor the loss of rent that I had with that mm-hmm. rent, and it's still made up for it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You still cashed yeah. out. I mean, here's, here's another thing I always want to mention to some folks. I, I know it's not ideal. We don't want that to happen, but let's just say you, you pick up a property. Yeah. And then you have a tenant who does not pay you, let's just say for an entire year. Let's say they're like upstairs is a thousand dollars in your case, right? Yeah. That's 12,000, you know, per year. Yeah. But if you are able to walk away with $60,000 cash and have a free property, you take 12,000 out of that. Yeah. Is it still worth it? Absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> your,
0: your returns are infinite because you have a property that's just sitting there basically collecting cash and it's a gold yeah. mine. And then, 25 or 30 years is completely paid off and guess what's going to happen in 30 years. It's going to probably quadruple in value.
2: <sighs> yeah,
0: right? it It's just so... insane. That's why I love real
1: estate. Yeah, exactly. How can you not, okay. Like I know there's a lot of, uh, I'm not going to bash any other real, uh, any other investment vehicles. They're all right. good in their way, you know, but for okay. me, it is how can you say no to real estate? That's just, you know, that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying, you know, like, um, there's uh, like it's so great like real estate like you you can screw up but you can still make up for it and you know what like my
2: yeah
1: uh, I'll be I'll even be honest with you like uh, it's okay not to get the perfect bird you know um, no definitely I, not and I I'm hearing this a lot from uh, a lot of uh, uh, resources out there you know like mm-hmm. everyone's all talking about oh they got a the perfect bird and I'm not trying to like uh, brag about it or anything. Like my right. subway property is not a perfect bird. It, right. it was, there's six thousand dollars tied into it, but the point is you pulled out most of your equity, and and so that you can use the equity to buy your next property.
0: You know, absolutely. But even then, it's like you invest six thousand dollars, and what's your what's what's your uh, cash flow per month
1: uh, for my subway Yeah, yeah. So that one right there is actually even more than my Windsor. That one right there is uh, around seven hundred.
0: There you go. So like yeah, in few so, years, mm-hmm. that, that 6000 is done. It's it, yeah. it, it just in the cash flow alone. So Definitely. again, it's like, yeah. and the best part is you don't have to get all your money out in the first refinance. There's yeah. always second or third sometimes in yeah. certain cases. So it's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. You have to think about if, if you can pull all your money out or leave somewhat in there, I think that's still a phenomenal deal because the return is amazing. What what other investment portfolio kind of gives you this this type of return? Yeah. Like there, there's barely any that gives you at least 40, 40% a year. Exactly. Like,
1: yeah, I'm happy. I'm even happy as far as fifteen thousand to tie into a property. If it's a, if it's a, like oh a yeah, multifamily home. Like I'm, I'm pulling the trigger if it's a fifteen thousand dollars tied in. So it's Absolutely. okay to. It's okay not to have a bird. That's what I'm trying to tell a lot of people. You know, like uh, yep.
0: yeah, I yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, we can talk because besides cash flow, food. I mean, the, 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 there's three components, right? That people don't don't realize, right? You got your mortgage fee down. Mm-hmm. You got your appreciation, yeah, yeah, and you got your cash flow. There's three components to it, so it's not always just one thing that people are always concerned, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about, and that's the thing. When I first started, and I, I never knew that, right? Yeah, I never too. knew that. And then when I when I sat down, I thought about it, and I thought about the numbers. I'm like, holy smokes! Like even if I don't do anything to my property and just sit there and live in it, I'm making money. Like there's there's probably very few assets in the world that just appreciate instead of depreciating, <laughs> and real estate yeah. is one of those.
1: I know. Yeah. Like I said, you know, like uh as long as you like you you mentioned a good point, cash flow. Cash flow is very important because that's kind of what yep. helps weather the storm when shit hits the fan. And Absolutely. Like you talked about uh not long ago, you know. We yep. go back if we we start to see market downturn or cooling, like what's happening, uh cool down right now, like yep. it's okay, you know, like uh, you have cash flow to save your ass.
0: And then keep, absolutely. Your, keep your day job too. <laughs> <laughs> day job helps with the mortgages. Absolutely. Exactly. Don't <laughs> so just go quitting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Buy all the properties first. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Build your empire first. And then after that, uh, once you have a good amount of cash flow, then quit your job.
0: <laughs> exactly. That will replace your income. Yeah. So so what, what is your goal then? I guess, let's put this, this way. What is your why? Is, is your goal eventually to replace your income? Yeah. With the cash flow with, with the real estate, is that what you were striving for here, Alvin?
1: You know what? That's uh that's something I've been thinking now that I've got that real estate bug, you know. Um, you know, I, I love nursing, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to, I know there's a lot of fellow uh, nursing, a healthcare provider. I built great relationship over my eight years of nursing, you know. Right. Um I'm not I love nursing, it's always gonna be part of me forever, you know. I, I love to I love uh, every aspect of it and I plan to contribute somehow to my healthcare industry. Um, but you know, I, I'm definitely going to drop down the hours, uh, in mm-hmm. nursing just so that I can scale my real estate, but I'm also going to find ways to contribute back into my healthcare society. And also because nursing, it's, you're so connected to the community and right. I want to give back to my community as well too. And there's a number of charities and a number of, uh, uh, resources that it could benefit with my help as well too. So I, I definitely want to play a big part in it. Um, definitely want to like uh spend more time with my family and friends you know i'm from oh, totally. i'm from ottawa and uh yeah, yeah. i love to uh spend more time in ottawa you know just to uh make up for lost times with all the people that i'm close to there um yeah like uh help my family out you know my family definitely would love to have them uh, a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. in life you know so yeah for so sure. that's uh definitely that's my huge biggest goal um that's to answer your question
0: yeah awesome awesome well uh i think we covered majority of the stuff already mentioned usually towards the end but any uh last piece of wisdom before we let you go
1: <laughs> honestly like uh you know i'm just i'm just a regular guy you know i, I work like anyone else you know uh I'm in the healthcare industry i have no finance background and um i i just have to know my weaknesses and i just have to build upon it it's going to be a lot of work, you know, because you're not starting with, uh, you don't, you're not familiar with all the mathematical and stuff of like that. Um, if someone like myself who's able to learn from scratch and have two properties in one year, you know, um, I'm, you guys can do as well too, you
0: know? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Alvin. For folks that want to connect with you, what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So definitely I use Instagram a lot. Uh, you can reach me as uh, my Instagram account is, uh, this is Alvin Wong. And uh, I'll let you post on your show notes as well too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the best way you can reach me. And I'd love to hear from everyone else's journey and get to know and connect. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks Alvin. We'll definitely catch you on the next one. And uh, we'll talk about how big your portfolio got the next time we get. From
1: here. <laughs> hey, <bro. laughs> Looking forward to see yours as well too. I know you're, yeah, doing, great things. you're doing right as well too. So, I'm really uh, looking forward to see how you grow and let's grow together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the abundance mindset. I love it. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you were able to get some great golden nuggets out of it. The kindest thing that you can do is share this podcast across all social media to help as many people as possible. If you like this podcast or have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or YouTube. I love bouncing ideas, people, and I love talking real estate. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Remember, financial freedom is just a few properties away.